On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to No Filler. I'm Travis. And I'm Quentin. And we're kicking us off today with a brand new single from Beach Fossils. This song is called Don't Fade Away. You're in luck, dude. They got a brand new record coming out in June called Bunny, which is why they have t-shirts that they're selling with a bunny rabbit on them, cute, that you saw on uh-huh. my screen there a second ago. So yeah, that's the first single off uh, their brand new record. And again, that song was called Don't Fade Away. And yeah, it's just, you know, this is like the natural progression for them. You know, we um, talked about their their debut record last year, like we kicked off uh January of 2022 with an episode on their first record. Uh, and we call, you know, we talked about the, the term twee pop, which is like a genre that we heard mentioned once um, attributed to some band that we talked about and we had never heard the term. And then we just kept seeing it everywhere. We looked, you know, one of those types of things. Yep. Yeah. Let me remind the listeners out there what twee pop means. Q it's a term. I'm, I'm, reading the description straight from our episode from last year straight from your uh, own mouth dude straight from wherever i copied this and pasted it from <laughs> it says here the term is used to describe music that is simple and innocent with boy girl harmonies lyrical themes about love and catchy melodies and yeah you know what that is dude that's it dude that is yee 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 pop that french yee yee yeah yee yee uh, right apologies if y'all can hear my cat she's going nuts but that is we're, we're that's exactly it. what that is, dude. Yeah. Um, just the, yeah, that super happy-go-lucky kind of innocent, simple pop songs. Yeah, and when you go back and listen to Beach Fossil's first record, it's very lo-fi. Like when you hear hear that new song that we just played, it just sounds like the same formula of a Beach Fossil song, but just more polished. You know, like more like h- higher production value. Like this is kind of where you'd expect them to be. 13 years on, right? 14 years on. Because they've, they've been around for, you know, 
since 2009. So anyway, that is exciting. So look out for that coming out in June. If you like that kind of stuff, if you're a fan of Beach Fossils like I am, their new record is coming June 2nd. So I'm sure they'll drop a couple more singles um, between now and then just to, to get us more hyped cue. But uh, anyway, here we are. This is our, I guess this is our April, what you heard. So last last month, the, the, the episode that came out this month, I think I called it our February, what, what you heard. I got, I got mixed up. I think we skipped February, basically, is what happened. <laughs> so we put yeah, out... Yeah, uh, you posted uh, yeah. that at the beginning of March. Yeah. So I think okay. I just got a little bit a little bit confused, Q, because our, our very first episode of the year came out at the end of January. Yeah. And it was technically our January episode, but yeah, whatever. I, I you know guess what? maybe who's, it who's gets kind of confusing when you go from posting once a week to once a month, you know? You're like... When do I when do I record this or when did we record this? When do I need to put piece it together? Yeah, it, it feels it? like um, like an eternity between each episode. It know, does compared dude, to where is, we were. I know it, it, it's still crazy to think that we managed to record an episode every week for five years. Is it five? Maybe five. Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. no. This is our fifth year because we started this, okay. in twenty eighteen. So four so, yeah. full years we did it. Um, yeah, pretty that, much. That's quite stuff. quite the feat, Q. That we, yeah, that we pulled off there and we're continuing we're continuing on with uh our what you heard format uh, going uh once a month moving forward for now for the time being give us a little bit of break um so yeah this is our what you heard format and that's what the show is all about now if you want to go back and listen to us dive deep into some of our favorite albums of the last several decades go back and listen to our our catalog we got it we got a deep rich pocket of tunes there's over 200 episodes for you to listen to of that exact thing where we're, we're, we're diving deeper into specific albums or artists. Um, so there's lots of content out there. If you're, if you're tuning in for the first time and you're like, this what you heard format's kind of goofy. Well, <laughs> go back and listen to our, our previous catalog. And maybe by the time you're caught up, we'll be back to that format again. Who knows? <laughs> but for yeah, the time being, uh, we're doing monthly episodes where we're just doing uh, this format that we that we call our our monthly mixtape. So I bring five tracks, Quentin brings five tracks, and yeah, we just play tunes. No rules. I mean, it's it's any any genre, any decade, and, and that's basically it. Pretty straightforward. And I believe Q, you're kicking us off this month. So what do you got? You got to set the stage here. We either go uphill or downhill, Q, for, from here. So you got to set us in the in the right direction. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about that, dude. And like, would you rather be climbing up a hill, you know, like straining your muscles, or would you rather go downhill? I was thinking more of like a roller coaster, you know. Oh. And so, like, okay. when you're going up, you got that anticipation that's building. Okay, gotcha, you know? gotcha, gotcha. You're gotcha. a little bit scared, nervous, you know. You okay. know well, then we're, we're climbing. We're, we're climbing the climbing to the, to the peak here. And pff, okay. Speaking of peak, I'm bringing a song from Twin Peaks. Blah blah. Interesting. Not the, not, not the movie or the show. Okay. The band Twin Peaks. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know there was a band called Twin Peaks. I thought you were bringing well, something from the show, which would have been really nah, interesting. That, that would be cool. But no, uh, this is a band. I've actually brought a song of theirs before to know. Okay. Um, from their 2014 album, Wild Onion, which is that classic like psych pop revival that happened, like psychedelic pop revival, mm-hmm. uh, kind yep. of garage rock band sound. 
but they've really evolved over time. Um, and I'm bringing a, a song. Actually, I'll bring track one from their 2019 record, Look Out Low. Um, let's just let the song speak for itself, dude. I, I love this song. This album is fantastic. So okay, here we go. This is, again, track one from Look Out Low from 2019. This song is called Casey's Groove. Yeah, it's got just like a like a classic Americana sound to it. Yeah, man, dropping that solo. Yeah, that was a that is, the solo had a little bit of twang to it. Just a straight up classic guitar solo. Yeah, good stuff. Which you don't hear a lot of these days. You don't. You don't. You know, coming from a band that is historically just your straight up garage psych rock band, it's really mm-hmm. cool to hear how they've evolved. Let me just say, if you want to hear a good collection of songs from how they used to sound. Because really, they've changed so much that it's almost, I would say, almost like two different bands. Check out their album called Sweet 17. It's a singles compilation. And yeah, that'll give you a little taste of, of their old school garage rock sound. But let me just read this this quick write-up here. It says, um, armed with four excellent and collaborative songwriters, each member up to their game on Lookout Low. 
Look Outlaw shows that Twin Peak is less a band and more a brotherhood, one that's endured for almost a decade. The sonic and creative leap the five-piece takes in Look Outlaw feels like a total revolution in their youthful sound. Anyways, great tunes, great band, good vibes all around. That was Casey's Groove from Twin Peaks' Look Out Low. And I'm going to pass it back to you, brother. How are you going to start us off? All right. So this is a holdover from last month, actually. So this one got kicked to the curb uh, because I, I think he played a song that I had a better pick to, to, to play with it. Uh, so I kind of held on to this one, but I'm still rocking it. So this one's... This one's been on rotation for for a little bit uh, for me. So this is a really interesting group. I don't really remember how I stumbled upon them, but that doesn't really matter. This is a sh- very short-lived post-hardcore emo group from Germany. And they, they sing in German, which is really interesting. And they were only active for a few years, 1998 to 2000. And there's really not much material out there. Um, they basically had like a, a um, split seven inch single that they did with this other German emo band called Maggot. And then they put out a three song, seven inch uh, self-titled record. So no full length record at all that, that, that they put out. But in 2019, they essentially compiled all of their songs that they had recorded into a single song, uh, into a, a single record called discography which is you know their discography right um anyway so this song just kind of stood out to me i really enjoy it it's got this great energy to it and it's just kind of fun to hear like a a post-punk song sung in, in german right so anyway here we go so this uh this band is called 125 rue marte and this song is called disco hijack
getting some some uh, Kim Gordon vibes. Hmm. Interesting. Like, uh, yeah, I can see that spoken word, almost kind of singing. Yeah, definitely spoken word, which is which is cool, and that's actually quite a bit of of of, um, of their style is that kind of spoken word. Which I always I've always loved that. Um, yeah, I don't know too. what words they're what the words are that they're saying, but um, I just I love yeah I love it. Just straightforward, you know, emo post punk. Actually, this this particular song is off of their self titled, so it came out in two thousand. So that's right around the time that you and I started listening to emo, right? And we've had this conversation a million times how we didn't really consider it emo, but it was emo, like Jimmy Eat World and stuff like that. Um, Emery, I mean, Emery was, was pretty emo, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Emery was what we thought of as the classic emo. Yeah. But that didn't even come close to yeah. some, uh, like the screamo stuff that was yeah, coming ex- out ex- around that exactly. time. We didn't go exactly. that far. Yeah. <laughs> I think we associated emo with screamo. Like that's, yeah, that was what emo was, but. And Emery yeah. was a nice mix of the two. It was. That's yeah. what I liked so much about them. Yep. But yeah, you know, the term you know, it's an umbrella term for a lot more styles than we than we originally thought. So anyway, just kind of piqued my interest when I first heard it. And it's just, again, it's kind of interesting to hear a German emo band, right? So anyway, all right, Q, I want to throw it back to you. What do you got? All right. So I think it must have been for our best of the year episodes. I brought a song from a group called Pet Shimmers. And then I found out that each band member has their own playlist on Spotify, just tunes that they like. And that's one of my favorite ways to discover artists is through other artists. And that's the cool thing about Spotify is that you can kind of link your Spotify profile to your group's Spotify page for the music that you put out. And you can share your own personal playlists. And I, let's see, one of the, band members, Flory Adamson Legit, and I'm bringing a song that I just heard earlier today from her playlist. This is an artist called Kate N.V. Dude, I've played her on What You Heard before. Oh, yeah. I yeah, recognize her. really interesting. Covers. Yeah. I'm curious if it's the same song. Well, this stuff kind of reminded me of, um, remember that like pioneering electronic group called Yellow Magic, Yellow Magic Orchestra. Orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're from Japan. Kind of reminds me of of that stuff. She's very experimental. Yeah, and and she this album at least uh, is called Bina Sue from 2016. It's very okay. like 80s Casio keyboard level electronic music. Okay, so I brought a, a song from Room for the Moon 2020. So, and she's Russian, correct? Moscow based, yeah. So we're going from we're going Germany, Russia. We're all over the map today, Q. <laughs> the world map. All right. So again, this is a track from the album "Bina Sue" by Kate N V. The song is called "In."
Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you, you talk about the, like kind of the 80s influence. Like she, her voice kind of sounds like almost like a Cindy Lauper or something like that. Yeah. That kind of 80s poppy female vocals. But then there's that really kind of, um, yeah, lot, lots of synth and that really interesting kind of experimental kind of sound thing that happened. I don't know what to call that. That's the Yellow Magic Orchestra. Yeah. Influence that I heard. And of course the you know the electronic drum beats too. Yeah, I I remember the the track that I brought was way more experimental. So that's interesting. Maybe she kind of, I, if I remember correctly, she's like one of those artists that kind of reinvents herself quite a bit. And yeah. so by the time twenty twenty hit, and that, that track that I brought, it was kind of a, a whole different kind of sound. But but uh, man, do I got a perfect follow up cue. Awesome, I love when that happens. And it's going to allow us to uh, continue our, our globe trotting here. So this is a UK-based electronic musician, or at least, um, yeah, it's 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 a single guy. So um, the the name of the 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 project, at least, is called Bellberry Polly, and it's the the, the project of uh, this guy named Jim Jupp. Uh, and he co-founded this British music label called Ghostbox. And he falls under the umbrella of Hauntology, which I have talked to you about before. Oh, you? yeah. With that group that I brought, I think, to, to the um, best of 2022, uh, the Night Monitor. So here's something I didn't realize, Q, until now. Hauntology is... You know, when you hear the word haunt, you think of like spooky, scary stuff, right? Right. Um, but it actually has roots that goes back to, well, the 2000s. I think this I think this label is actually kind of like the founding, um, some of the founders of that movement. But hauntology is sort of the precursor to hypnagogic pop and chill wave. Interesting. Holy shit. Because the whole point of hauntology is that it, it, evokes cultural memory and aesthetics of the past that's probably why it's called hauntology because it's like you're hearing ghosts of like these instruments and stuff from the past right that's cool i like that so bellberry Polly, basically it's it's this guy jim jump's uh, side project but he he would pull in other musicians um to make this music blending nostalgic yet futuristic influences such as library music progressive rock, pastoral psych folk, and the early electronic experiments of Raymond Scott and the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. So that's why I think it's a pretty pretty good song to play after that particular song that you you just played. So here we go. Let's just dive into it here. So um, again, this group is called, or this this project is, is, is called Bellberry Polly. And I'm going to play a track off of the 2000 five record the willows this is the self-titled track Thank you. 
If that's ontology, dude, I'm all for it all day long. I mean, you could totally see how this turns into Boards of Canada, right? Yeah. And bands like that. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's that, and that's a that's a a very uh, large rabbit hole that you could fall into uh, if you just look up artists under that label, Ghost Box. Um, so anyway, awesome. I said self-titled track. I meant title track because that was the name of that song was called The Willows off of the record, The Willows. Anyway, so yeah, really cool stuff. And you can see how, yeah, it's got, it kind of evokes like early electronic stuff from like the 70s, you know. Yeah, totally. And, um, and, and you know, when I read that description of like it, kind of pulls in like samples from like library music and stuff i also yeah. hear a lot of like samples from old like bbc broadcasts and stuff like that that they'll put in there yeah it almost reminded me of the uh, 70s supermarket music yeah that we would right play on some of our episodes it's kind of that muzak stuff you know yeah exactly yep totally anyway all right so that again like um uh, that was the um side project or i guess music musical project of this guy named jim jupp uh and that group i don't know what to call it. i keep calling i'm trying to call it a group a band whatever it's a it's a musical project called bellberry poly uh, and again that song was called the willows thank you what do you got for us all right so as you know trev i've been working on getting my um your turntable my turntable and my yeah my stereo system set up at the new place i finally got it I see it. All I can see it in the background. Right yeah, you can see the turn. Is that is that Gitson Goberto peeking out right there? It is, Trav. Dang, look at that sharp. And you eye. know what? I wasn't gonna play this song next, but I guess I go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and, and play it, dude. Because I'm bringing a song from that album. Wow. Yeah, dude. I I haven't been like actively listening to music since I moved to the new house and with the new job. Just haven't had as much time just to to search for tunes. So, but I've been listening to a lot of records in the last few days since I got my system all set back up. And one of the albums I always go to when I'm trying to to just get a feel for, you know, placing, trying to find a good spot for my speakers to, that sounds good mm-hmm. is the Gets in Galberto album. It's a classic for it's a reason. It's a classic. And dude, just the way that that album was recorded, man, there's just yeah. something about it. There's this warmth to it that's like yes. unbelievable, right? Yeah. This could be the first proper jazz track to be played on No Filler. I've brought a handful of them, but but not like a lot. classic classic jazz. Mm, maybe not like this, no. Yeah. But well, I'm for it. I'm here for it, Q. I I just I'm confident that you're not going to play "Girl from Ipanina." I'm confident I'm not, of that. But it might be. That's one of those. That's that's the song that if you know. Gets in Gilberto, you might not know you do, but when you hear Girl yeah. from Impanina, you're like, oh, yeah. that's them. Yep. Well, I'm bringing my favorite song from the record, uh, and this song kicks off side B. I always go straight for side B, dude. I wonder if it's my favorite track on the record. Quiet Nights of Quiet Stars? Nope. But that's or a good Cor- one. Corco- Corcovado? I think I like, uh, I like track three. There's the, the, the saxophone solo... On, I'm not even going to try to <laughs> pronounce that, but um, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Well, anyways, dude. it's all good. It's such a good record, dude. All right, yeah. so let's let's kick things off with side B from the 
1964 Bossa Nova jazz record Gets in Gilberto. This song is called Quiet Nights of Quiet Stars. Quiet nights of quiet stars Quiet chords from my guitar Floating on the silence that surrounds us Quiet thoughts and quiet dreams Quiet walks by quiet streams And a window that looks out on Corcovado Oh, how lovely your soul yeah just everything around you just kind of melts away you know when you when you listen to this record totally dude it's just something it, it just transports you to a whole nother dimension almost you know absolutely man and man we're really keeping this globe trotting up dude because <laughs> the, the gilbertos are from brazil right they're brazilian uh jazz musicians i believe so. jolly old gilberto and a gilberto i'm not yeah. sure about stan getz well but he cares you about know stan getz? <laughs> yeah no he's from pennsylvania yeah i'm just saying like as far as like uh, but yeah, 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 yeah this this episode is uh touching every corner of the globe sure man but yeah astrid gilberto um that's her vocals on there which is uh and then her and then her dad's joe gilberto. i think it's her dad is it her dad i i man i feel like know this stuff dude just yeah click on any one of their such bios. big fans i know i know uh daughter of brazil of a Brazilian mother and a German father, uh, or is she uh, married no, to him? She's she's Gil- she's Gilberto's married to him. Okay, all right. So wife. this is a that that's really something, dude. I've never stopped to consider that this is a husband and wife singing on this record together, you know, yeah. and doing yeah. these duets together. It's really interesting. Girl from Impanina. Yeah, there she goes. Phenomenal record, man. If if you're looking to dip your toes in jazz. You know, oh, and yeah. this is bossa nova, so it's a little bit different. But it's, yeah, this is easier to get into than say like Miles Davis's "Bitches Brew." <laughs> right? Sure, 
I mean, that, that would be diving into the, the deep end, you know? That's like me going straight to Meshuggah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, I feel like this record or Take 5 by Dave Brubeck Quartet. Yeah, even that is way more complex than this. Sure, This sure. is just yeah. super simple, easy, just, yeah. It, like you said, dude, it just transports you to, to a whole other yeah. world. Yeah. If if you really stop and, and and focus on on this record as it's playing, like it just it just kind of it makes everything all right, you know. It's, especially if you've got a good pair of speakers, dude. Yeah. And you've got a good setup. Like find the find the the sweet spot. Sit down and just freaking relax. And, yeah. And listen to this record from start to finish, dude. Put it on when you when you need a pick me up, you know. Exactly. All right, brother. I pass it back to you. We're chugging along with this one, dude. We're making good time. Yeah, booking it. We're making booking good it. time. All right, Q. Well, now we're gonna we're gonna go to New York, and I'm really I can't tell you how excited I am, dude, to play this song for you. For fans of hip hop, you probably were as excited as I was on March third of this last month when De La Soul's six records were finally available on streaming services. Uh, so I, you know, De La Soul is one of those groups I've always, I've always heard about them. You know, I'm familiar with, you know, me, myself and I, that song that, that is kind of really popular by them, right? But I never really dove into their records because, you know, shamefully, I can, I could just say the only reason I didn't do it is because it wasn't on Spotify, right? I mean, I would go to YouTube, dude, and just, and just play it. That's what I'm saying. I've, I 100% could have found my way to these records, right? If I wanted to, but Anyway, it wasn't on Spotify, so I never really got around to them. But I've always wanted to dive into their stuff, right? And so I finally have I've gotten to do that. I really like uh, the Grind Date. It's an awesome record, dude. Lots the Grind of, Date, okay. The Grind Date is from from uh, two thousand four. Yeah, and see that one, I believe, was available on Spotify. It, yeah, prior it has. It's yeah. been on there for a while. But yeah, lots of awesome, awesome tracks on that one. So I, um, you know, I, I started with their first record, Three Feet High and Rising. And so one of the reasons that March 3rd was kind of an important day, that's the 34th anniversary of this record. You know, I was, I was listening to, to the record, just kind of letting it stream in the background. And then my ears perked up when I heard this particular song, Q. And I know you're going to, your ears are going to be perking up too, Q, um, by the time it gets to the chorus. But I'm just going to let it kind of speak for itself. So um, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about De La Soul after I play this because, you know, I think we probably mentioned them on our Tribe Calls Quest episode because they're definitely part of the same did. musical collective. We definitely did, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, here we go. So this song is off of De La Soul's 1989 record, Three Feet High and Rising. This song is called I Know. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of phrasing right up to that. It's the daisy age, and you're about to walk top stage, so wipe your lottoes on the mat. Hip-hop love this is, and don't mind when I quiz your evolvements before the sun. But clear your court, cause this a one-man sport, and who's better for this than plug one? Plug don't one. have to worry about me squashing other deals, cause they've already been squished. Freeze a frame of our moves the same, wish we can continue right behind the bush. You'll stay with me, I know this, but not because of all my earthly treasures or regardless to the fact that I'm passing the noose but because I 
I cut this dance to introduce myself as the chosen one to speak. Let me lay my hand across yours and aim a kiss upon your cheek. The name's plucked too, and from the soul I bring you the daisy of your choice. May it be filled with a pleasure principle in circumference to my voice. About those other Jennies I reckon with, lost them all like a homework excuse. This time the magic number is two, cause it takes two, not three to seduce. My destiny of love is brought to an apex, sex is a mere molecule. In this world of lust that I have for you, it's true, true. just a shining example of like what these hip-hop pioneers were doing dude pulling from their parents record collection and sampling these tunes dude and of course their parents had a copy of asia right of asia right everyone had asia such a great record right yeah and peg that's my favorite song dude yeah man probably one of my favorite steely dan songs Period. I was smiling from ear to ear when I heard that, man. I was driving around yesterday and I was just listening to the song. And what's funny is like, I didn't catch on until I heard, what's his name? Damn it. Dan Fogle. What is his name? It's Donald Fagan. Donald Fagan. <laughs> when I heard Donald Dan- Fagan's voice. Yeah. After I heard that and realized what was going on, the bass line is also lifted from Peg, which is such a great bass line. And it's just, it's it's amazing to think about, right? Because- and that's what I love about it is the story behind that, right? Like you said, it might maybe it is or isn't their parents' records, but it's it's a record. I mean, that's that, the story that the I think it was Q-Tip when he was interviewed. Yeah, for, the tribe yeah, talked about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they did, man. Because they like they didn't need all the all the instruments, you know. If they yeah. if if they didn't have access to a piano, a guitar, a bass, whatever, they could just rip it from a record and exactly. sample it and manipulate it. And so, Q, I knew you'd be okay with this. And since we're doing good on time, let's just play a little bit of Peg, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. Because when else are we going to get the opportunity? Listen for the bass line, and then I think you'll also you'll hear the obvious sample. But the bass line, too, which is, I think, an incredible bass line. But here we go. So this is Peg off of Steely Dan's 1977 record, Asia. Big debut It's like a dream 
for all you Steely Dan haters out there, <laughs> there's the door. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> they get a bad rap. Man. They do. Uh, I, I, it's one of those bands where you either love them or you hate them. I mean, they, I think they they really are pretty divisive like that. Um, and we obviously love them. Um, and dude, what I love about Peg and some of the other songs on this record is Michael McDonald's voice just so front and center. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so obvious. Yeah, right? If you're listening for it, it's like, yep, there he is. Yeah. Anyway, well, there's Peg by Steely Dan. Asia, one of the best records of all time. Um, and that's another uh, turntable speaker tester right there, that record, right? That's one for of sure. the I still classics. don't have it, dude. I'm I'm saving it to find it out in the wild. That's shocking, yeah. And I haven't, dude. I haven't, sh- I haven't shopped around for records in probably three years, man. I miss it, but I probably found that I've had that for a long time. I think I found it at um, you remember that record store? This is not Josie. Yes, um, I do. I already I don't remember what it's, uh, yeah, I don't remember what it's the called. The place was Inter- massive. Inter- Entertain Mart. That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of those in in Texas. There was one in in uh, Dallas. Next to the Galleria. Pretty sure I found it there pretty early on. Anyway. All right, Q. Well, that was a nice little detour. I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you got for us? All right, dude. Another album that I always pull out. So we're just we're just taking a stroll through your... My records collection, yes. Your record collection, which is, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up getting like a 180 gram, like really nice uh, pressing of... Beck's Sea Change from okay. 2002. A classic record. One of my favorite albums. Is this the one that covered. you won the, the Grammy for? Mm, I don't think so. I and believe that was for um, Morning Phase 2014. Okay. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on any of that. Well, let's just look it up here. It's right here in front of us. It's called the internet. Uh, Morning Phase. Morning Phase won Grammy. Won the Grammy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Morning, which is funny because Morning Phase sounds very much like Sea Change. It's in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, he has that. Like he has these different flavors to him, right? Well, Sea Change is the notoriously is you know it's the breakup record. He was going mm. through some pain, dude. Poor, poor um, so it's a very sad, somber record. But Nigel Godrick, uh, also known as Radiohead's main producer, <laughs> mm-hmm. the fifth Radiohead. Every record that that guy touches, I love. Uh, Airs, Talkie Walkie. Yep. Phenomenal record. Anyways, we have covered Sea Change. We did a full episode on a while back, but. Okay. I'm coming back. You don't remember that, Jeff? I do remember that, but it's been a while. (laughs) That was probably their first year. That was a long time ago. Uh, But, anyways, I'm bringing a song from this record that just, it stops me and I mean, stops me in my tracks, dude, every time I hear it. Uh, all right, so again, this is Beck's Sea Change from 2002. So if you're driving, you know, pull over to the side of the road. Cause pull you're over to, to the side of the road. You're about to slam on the brakes and stop. Yeah, exactly. We don't want you to get hurt. All right, so this is track six off the record. This song is called End of the Day. Game, you were only 
nothing to yourself Yesterday for tomorrow You can't tell, you can't tell Pretty moving, uh, powerful music there, Q. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's fortunate that he decided to share these tunes, man. Like, Because it's very personal. Ain't that the truth uh, about a lot of music, dude? That, like, if it wasn't for human suffering. And and f- for the willingness to share. Yeah, or, or, or human, like, you know, romance and love and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what music is all about, right? Human emotion. Beautiful song. And um yeah, you can you can feel feel uh, what he's what he's going through, you know, coming This was through. a 9-year relationship, dude. 3 weeks before Beck's 30th birthday, he discovered Limon had been having an affair. Oof. With a member of Los Angeles band Whiskey Biscuit. Come on, Whiskey Biscuit. <laughs> Anyways, that's it, it's probably probably just a you know insult to injury. That's probably a really really shitty band, right? <laughs> probably says he wrote most of the albums twelve songs in one week, but shelved them. So, dang, not sure how long before, in between him writing it and uh, yeah, it's personal, man. You gotta yeah, you know, yeah get to a place where you're comfortable with putting your heart out there like that. What what a song, dude! And I mean. Leave it to Nigel to to make something really, really, really beautiful with. I mean, Beck Beck himself is a fantastic producer, mm-hmm. and I love what I love about this song is like it brings in his old twangy guitar that like that was mm-hmm. you know he started off doing like freak folk kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Um, like his album One Foot in the Grave, which was I don't even know when that actually came out because I've only ever known about 
about it through the reissue that happened in 2009. But like, yeah, like that was, he started off doing like super dark, gritty, bluesy freak folk stuff. So it's cool that he still brings in that slide guitar every now and then. All right, dude, pass it back to you. We're uh, rounding third base, right? Got three more songs to play. I'm excited to share this song finally on No Filler. I think I've hinted at it before, but I feel like this was a perfect time to play this group after playing a De La Soul song because this is like the other side of the hip-hop coin from this era of hip-hop. So this is a group that everybody is familiar with, at least those of you who have seen the movie Office Space. So I'm bringing, yeah, yeah, I'm bringing (laughs) a song from the Ghetto Boys, right? But not one of the songs that that you would know if you're familiar with Office Space. So, you know, very famously, the smash the hell out of the fax machine uh, copier scene, right? Mm -hmm. The song still by the Ghetto Boys is playing in the background. And then another song of theirs called Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster is also played on that movie, right? But uh, that same record that still is featured on, it's 1996, is The Resurrection, is what it's called. And I'm going to play a song that lyrically has always just, you want to talk about getting stopped in your tracks. This is a similar type of song. And these guys are such good storytellers, and that's what I like about their lyrics and stuff. But the reason I say it's like the opposite, like the, the flip side of the coin, the other side of the coin of hip-hop, is uh, these guys are, are, are considered horror core or horror hip hop sometimes is what it's called but it's you know gangster rap in a way but specifically they fall into this group or this genre called horror core and it just basically means like the lyric lyricism is like violence and you know murder uh just darker themes right and like literally they have a song called chucky which is about chucky the doll right stuff like that the murdering anyway, doll the murdering doll right uh, also cool about this group is that they are the first record. They put out the first record from a Houston-based hip hop group, like a one of some of the founding uh, hip hop groups from Houston. Right, they're from this um, this region called the Fifth Ward. This community called the Fifth Ward, which is like you know a very high poverty area, right? Lots of violence and stuff like that. So that's what they're singing about. They're yeah. singing about their environment, right? Anyway, so um, this song always jumped out at me. Uh, if you pay attention to the lyrics, they're really pretty, pretty powerful and, and and moving, just like that Beck song cue, but about something entirely different. So here you go. This song is called "Time Taker." That I was face to face with yesterday It's all the same man I can't change time An example of a young nigga Trapped up in his brain's dime I close my eyes to reframe my thoughts Then open my eyes to remain untaught 
Why my life gotta have a yesterday? Why can't I memorize tomorrow and live my life for yesterday? A baby's born and you hear moms crying. Is she crying cause she happy? The fact she knows she's born die. Probably some shit we'll never figure out. I think my mind is plotting plans for my second mind trying to take me out. I had a dream and I think I saw a dude Cause he had the looks that of a killer And he sung to me these four tunes He told me life is like a game of dice You roll them right the first time You seldom get to roll them twice Not understanding what he said, doc I found myself in the middle of life An infrared doc So tell me, doctor, is you getting that? Motherfuckers busting at you with wit Can you picture that? That's why you find me in a salt mine Cause in this world we live together But divided by your dark mind You wanted to hear my life story, well I told Maybe there's answers to my question in your manila folk What's the solution to this mistake? You telling me it's gonna take you some time How long do time take? I'm losing focus on this straight line And time to wait for motherfuckers So now I'm forced to take time so interesting uh yeah and that's actually two different two two of the members so they traded verses there uh and you know apologies to bushwick bill um may he rest in peace he actually died through a few years ago but his verse was next i didn't get to play his verse but yeah that was scarface was the first verse and then willie d was the second verse but yeah i've i've always loved uh yeah their lyricism and their Rhythm, rhythmically like how they lay down a verse if i if i may say so <laughs> i use that terminology but like um as somebody who barely just is dipping his toe in in rap music right you know a lot of their music is about gang violence and stuff like that and this particular song seems to explore a guy like a a, a gang buster guy gang buster whatever yeah <laughs> you know a uh a guy who commits some violence and then is experiencing some remorse about it, right? 
Um, yeah. Like, you know, he was hopped up on on, on uh, heroin and um, angel dust and didn't, didn't realize what he was doing until it was too late kind of thing. And now he's like, you know, he regrets it and, you know, is on death row basically and wants to essentially like trade places with the guy he killed, right? So that's, it's interesting. And then the first verse is kind of about this guy who's sort of like just reflecting on life. Like this particular lyric always jumped out at me. Life is like a game of dice. You roll them right the first time, but you seldom get to roll them twice. So basically, you know, you're dealt the hand that you're dealt, right? And that's kind of it, you know? You don't really get a second chance beyond that. And if you're somebody who grew up in the fifth ward, that's probably something you think about all the time. It's like, man, I was, I didn't choose this. Like I wasn't, you know, I was born, born into this, you know? Right. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was a pretty good opportunity to play it after playing some De La Soul because De La Soul and that whole Native Tongues collective was known for sort of bringing like positivity and like good natured lyricism to hip hop. Right. That was their whole vibe. And then, you know, ghetto boys are doing kind of the exact opposite with with that horror rap trend that kind of happened and they brought attention and put houston on the map as like a a place for rap but also just like the south in general you know anyway because you know back then a lot of hip-hop came from like the west coast right and new york or california right like the two coasts right so anyway right right good stuff dude I'm, i'm glad you brought that man yeah, because I don't know when else we we're going to get a chance to play that besides of what you heard, right? Right. So anyway. Which is all we're doing now, hey? Exactly. All right, Q, what do you got? So again, this goes back to me just messing with getting all my speakers set up down here in our den. Um, I hit shuffle on a one of Sarah's playlists that like we've been both adding songs to forever. And this is a artist. I actually, I think one of his songs made it to our best of the decade. It might have been this one, actually. The artist goes by Son S O H N. I'm curious to hear what you oh, think I've, about uh, this. Yeah, one, I'm familiar dude. with that artist. I don't know if I've listened to any of theirs, but I've I've seen the name pop up. Yeah, he's great, man. We've seen him, I think, just once, but we saw him come through uh, Seattle, probably around the time this album came out in 2014. Um, it's just him and uh his keyboard and he has another guy at least for this tour he did that kind of you know helps drop the beats and whatever but beautiful songs beautiful album the the album's called tremors and it's one of my favorites off the record dude this song is called blood flows Oh, mm-hmm. 
also hear Tom York a little bit. Ah, a little bit. Like the range is the same, you know, like he said, those highs and kind of the way he, you know, kind of lets the note kind of flow from one to the next really reminded me of some of Radiohead's softer stuff. Yeah, really good. He's got a great voice and he sounds just like this live dude. He fucking Mm. kills it. A lot of interesting things going on in that song too, that you would pick up like these, you know, different bits and pieces of like little electronic stuff happening in the background synth. Yeah, he's fantastic, dude. The whole record's awesome. And, you know, it's good memories tied to this album with me and Sarah. Mm. So I always like to go back to it. Cool. And yeah, it just popped up on the shuffle. A couple weeks back when we first moved into the new house, I got the surround sound system set up. So I was shuffling tunes, giving it a listen. Blood Flows by Son. And I'll pass it to you, Trav. How are we going to wrap it up tonight? All right. So that song that you just played essentially picked my my track here because I had four songs to to choose from here, and I feel like this is a good could be a good way to to to, to play this one. Like it, it pairs well with that one, or at least in the sense that I feel like that song could be played at like a dance club, maybe you know, maybe sure, sure. Well, this song. Uh, is is a rager that would fall under the umbrella of kind of the darker electronic, which I know you're increasingly a fan of as well, mm-hmm, Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is just kind of your classic electronic uh, house kind of song. So this is a brand new track too from this guy who I've kind of been, you know, paying attention to for a couple of years now. He goes by the name Gamma Intel. And I'm just going to let the song play. This is a brand new single. Brand new. Came out in February. Uh, It's called Trust. Here we go.
kind of music always like puts me in like a late nineties like mm. matrix aesthetic kind yep, of vibes. Matrix for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes you feel like you're you're like a, you're a ha- you're a hacker, you know. Neo futurism. Did you say Neo? Oh my <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> yes, I did say that. <laughs> yeah. Um agreed. I was gonna say the same thing. Like it it just makes me feel like I'm getting I'm getting plugged into the matrix, you know? Yeah. And I'm just I'm I'm floating through ones and zeros, Q, which you Tight know about. Leather <laughs> spandex sure <laughs> not spending <laughs> it's like a tight leather uh, bodysuit oh okay <laughs> bodysuit all right you mean like, like what um like Bjork um, or something didn't she wear a leather outfit oh she wore all kinds Bodies. of things that's <laughs> what she uh, wore all kinds of things <laughs> what what was the, the what was the the girl's name on on the matrix dude the other main trinity yes like trinity yeah. okay all right and like the weird sunglasses and stuff yep yeah. Yeah, yep. the Oakleys. Yeah, this this kind of music is really good for just kind of zoning out, you know. And you're you're just you know you're coding if you're a coder, you know. You're you're this is good coding music, uh, or just driving around at night, you know. This is good night night drive music for sure. Um, yeah, going into like some sort of like you know underground dance club, you know. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like a famous massive orgy scene like one of the matrixes? Uh, I think Mat- so. Matrices? Ma- yeah, sure. I think so. I don't know which one. I honestly have not seen. I don't I think, think I've like even seen. Second one. I think it might have been the third one. Okay, I don't know. Did you see the the latest one? No, I, I heard bad things about it. It's so a circle jerk, dude. Yeah, I didn't want to get disappointed. It's all right. Yeah, it was fun, but yeah, it's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah. Kind of an interesting way to end things here. But Q, I would like to congratulate both of us for making it through the episode without playing a shoegaze track. Wow, dude. That's big for and us. And I had I had a lot that I could have pulled from, of course. I had a shoegaze track, too. That was one of my four that I may have played. Did I share that playlist with you, dude? That ambient shoegaze uh, Yeah, you did. Yep. It was like, it was instrumental shoegaze, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so we'll see. Maybe next month. Maybe next month, you know? I mean, technically, Beach Fossils is kind of a, you know, they're under the Dream Pop umbrella, at least. But, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not shoegaze. No, no, no. Yeah. So, there you go. I, I didn't think we could do it. And I say we, we close this out. I say you just fade back into Peg, man. Oh, hell yes, dude. Wrap it up with some Steely steely Donald. You can't go wrong with Donald Fagan and Fogel um, or whatever. <laughs> uh yeah good call we'll we'll fade out with some some peg but yeah i i couldn't tell you how tickled pink i was q when i heard that sample on that de la soul track it was amazing and and yeah. what's funny about that is that like that's only like 12 years removed from asia which is kind of weird because you know asia yeah. came out in 77 that that record the de la soul record came out in 89 i can't believe asia came out in 77 man that's mind-blowing just because of how like just how that record sounds you know mm-hmm. uh, there's something about like recognizing a song that's been sampled there's, there's something magical about that yes it is it, it really is it always makes me feel more connected to the artist you know right because we're like okay we're we're listening to the same stuff you know like yeah. that's that came out of your record collection you know right or yeah, your parents cool. record collection and like that's the thing asia is essentially came from our 
dad's record collection, right? That's how we yeah. know Steely Dan. So yeah. it's just cool to think about, like, you know, the De La Soul guys, their parents were playing Steely for them when they were growing up, right? Perhaps. I don't know the story. Maybe it just, you know, who knows? But let's just say that that's how it, how it came to be. Because, I mean, like you said, we know that um, a lot of the records that Tribe Called Quest sampled came from their, their parents' record collections, right? So that's just kind of cool cool to think about, right? Definitely. I love it, dude. It's one of my favorite things. Yes, it's amazing. All right. So we are going to end it at that. And we will be back next month. Same time, same place, probably. <laughs> um, same format. So 10 more tracks. And maybe, Q, you'll have some time to listen to some music. Maybe. I've, I've got quite a few saved, like albums saved that I've been meaning to, mm-hmm. to dive into. So. But that's the thing. Like we said, there's no rules here. So true. I still I still found uh, found five songs to bring tonight. Right, but I mean, you 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 have been listening to music. You've just been listening to your records. I've been listening to a lot of classical music, and I don't know if I'm going to bring classical music to this pod because I've been playing a lot of classical while I'm working. That would be something. Would be. So that that is interesting, Q, because I am able to listen to any genre. I'm able to listen to podcasts while I work. You find that classical music is yeah okay. Well, so dude, I'm can't. typing up I'm typing up emails to customers and trying to figure out what bullshit they've done wrong with their system. Okay. You know, I'm not That's making websites point. and stuff. I have to like, and I have to type. You know, I'm typing up a a, a formal letter mm. multiple times a day. Okay. You know I, mean? I could see I could see how that would be how my sugar might be distracting for you. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> classical music and jazz. I can do sure, yeah, totally. Low but that's the thing, man. You could listen to some of this uh, hauntology, right? Instrumental stuff, like you know uh, what I queue up every morning, probably, dude. Boards of Canada, that album by the Sundays. Can't get over it, man. I I know you keep telling me about it. I love it. All right, so uh, yeah. Well, Travis, you should queue back up, queue up that Sundays album again mm, when you have the time. I'm just not. I'm not in a place where that's the kind of music I'm listening to right now. All right, well, I'll continue to remind you. I will say, I'm I'm I'm. I'm off of the metal wagon that I was on for a little bit. I go in cycles. I think I've talked about this before. Yes. Now I'm back to like, I don't know, more instrumental electronic stuff. I, I spend a few months with metal every year. Now I'm I'm kind of going beyond that. But, you know, we'll, I'll get back to it eventually. Anyway. So you're safe from metal for the next few months on what you heard. If you're If you're a listener and you don't like heavy metal, you're safe for now at least. Well, that's good to hear, dude. Because I'm never yeah. ready for it. I know. But it'll come back. It, it'll it'll rear its head again at some point. All right. Well, uh, find us on Instagram if you want. I mean, whatever. <laughs> really, what we'd like you to do is, is message us on Instagram. If you're following us on Instagram, that's great. But we admit we don't really post on there anymore. That's really just the outlet for us to stay in touch with our, our yes. listeners. Yes. That's the only reason we keep it around. Yeah, exactly. Use it to talk to us. If you want to if you want to message us, uh, tell us what you've been listening to. We'd love to start featuring uh, listener submitted songs again. We used to do that whenever we would get something sent to us from a, a, a listener. They would, you know, people have Instagrammed us 
uh, and said, "Hey, I've been listening to this track lately. You know, check it out." And then we'll play. I it don't on know if I don't know if you should say Instagrammed us. That's dating you, Jeff. Uh, I don't know what the term is. <laughs> you know, you you you, you, you DM'd us. They slid into our DMs. I think that's, that's the term. not any better. <laughs> mm, I mean, that's what you say though. Well, let's DM'd just stick or? with in, they Instagrammed us. Okay, you 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 messaged us on Instagram. How about that? Just reach out to us on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know what the term is. I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not hip. That's fair. Because I mean, really, we, yeah. I think if we were, if we were truly, you know, in line with the times, we'd be, we'd be on TikTok, you. But we're not. We're not doing it. I refuse to do it. That's the last time we will say those words on this podcast. Yeah, not happening. So yeah, find us on Instagram. Just look for No Filler Podcast and uh, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Also, we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. I think. <laughs> I think we're still on there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not sure either. I think I feel like we're grandfathered in at this point. Like we Probably. could do whatever we wanted, and yeah. we'd still be on the network. Yeah, we we told them, hey, we're kicking back to once a month episodes, and they're like, yeah, well, it was, you know, it's a bummer because we really liked your your podcast. That's what they told us, which essentially sounds like, oh, you guys are like done, you know? Like that's what it sounded like over, to me. Like, right? No, we're <laughs> yeah. still around. We're just not yeah. doing it every week. Yeah. Well, anyway, for now, I think we're still on the network. So, um, yeah, find us there and. Um, yeah, that's just a good a good network for for more music centric podcasts. So if you follow their network feed, you'll get our new episodes as well as all the other shows under the network. But also, obviously, you can just find our podcast on Spotify and any other place you can listen to podcasts. Just search for No Filler. Actually, search for No Filler podcast. Make sure you put that in there. Otherwise, you're going to get the uh, Sound Forty One record. All killer No Filler. Yeah, right. but it usually pops up still. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, we will come at you next month with another What You Heard episode. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to fade out with more from Steely Dan's Peg. Thanks for listening, as always. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Talk to you guys next month.
what would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.